Hey, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me for your coffee and Christ this morning. I have a wonderful message for you this morning. Something that's very important that I feel um, definitely needed to be addressed and just to send out that message of hope and love and awareness. So let's start off with our prayer. Thank you, Father, for positioning this platform in Christ. And thank you, Father, for placing all those who have trusted you as your Savior and allowing us to fellowship through this network as brothers and sisters. Thank you that we are members of your body and we are being built up together as your holy dwelling place. Father, we pray that as the wickedness in the world seems to be increasing and the love of many has grown so cold, that you will continue to unite us in loving fellowship and seek your peace, your word, and forgiveness when we fall short. I pray that this message is delivered in your likeness and pleases you, Father, that our hearts receive it with love. And as we continue on within our day, within our week, that we hold each other up in prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, today's um, message is entitled Conscious. It's a mental health awareness during COVID-19. Um, this is so important and this is so dear because mental health is a serious, serious concern. And I feel that we all as a family, as a community during this crisis and during this pandemic, we must learn how to um, remain vigilant and conscious of the mental health crisis. Yes, we think of COVID-19 as a virus that attacks our physical health, and it is. Yet, it's so much more being destroyed, our spiritual and our mental health as well. Over the past few weeks, we have noticed, shoot, a number of domestic violence issues take rise, and there have been suicides and suicidal attempts increasing during this time, and separations of the families, such as broken homes, divorces, um, etc. And we have to understand that death has come in a way and in a form that will cause a long lasting trauma and even more mental health issues. Today, I thought it was so important as I was, um, as this message came to me, um, a while ago, and I started to really think about the importance of this message, I started to notice more and more people becoming aware. So I was like, yes, that's confirmation that this message needs to be, you know, sent out and discussed. And so today is what I'm doing. I want to bring awareness and make us more conscious of this epidemic that raids in our homes and our families, in our lives, causing victims whom had once learned how to manage, how to cope, how to survive with a mental health issue, to relax or relapse, so to speak, into this place of despair, or they're finding themselves feeling hopeless. And those without mental health concerns can easily say, um, have hope, just pray your way out, take your mind off of it, go take a walk. I mean, <clears throat> But it isn't that easy. It's a sickness just like COVID-19. There are ones, there are mental health issues or concerns or diagnosis that, that has been treated. 
or has to be treated, some without cures, others with devastating effects. Just to name a few, you have an endless amount of mental illnesses, an endless amount of anxiety disorders, um, ADHD, you have the autism spectrum disorder that has a large, large range from not so severe to very severe. You have bipolar disorders, you have eating disorders, you have major depression disorders, you have OCD. Um, Think about those that are germaphobic that are and this triggers even more issues with panic attacks or anxiety, um, personality disorder disorders. You have PTSD, um, schizophrenia. You have suicidal ideations that are taking place, and some people are actually acting out on these suicidal ideations. I mean, not to even mention addictions. I mean, the list can go on and on and on, but. Like I said, there's there's just a handful of mental illnesses that many people struggle with. And during these times, imagine the amount of pain internally that these people may be enduring. I have a statistic for you, and this is from um, the National Alliance on Mental Health. And they said one in five U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. One in five. And then you have one in 25 U.S. adults that experience serious mental illnesses each year. Then let's look at our adolescents, our children. One in six U.S. youth age 6 to 17. One in six, guys. Six to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. And 50% of all lifetime mental illnesses begins by age 14 and 75% by age 24. And suicide is the second leading cause of death among people age 10 to 34. 10, guys. My daughter is 10 years old. I mean... We have to become more, like I said, more um, vigilant and aware and conscious of this crisis. Just imagine a mother that may have just had a baby during these times because Mother Nature and things of that nature has not stopped. She's now suffering with postpartum. And now her husband has just succumbed to this virus think about it and I hate to be this candid with such an image but the truth is it's happening and we need to be aware imagine someone who had an addiction that was finally reaching a sobriety stage of comfort and their lives were finally starting to look up with a new job maybe they restored relationships that was once broken because of this addiction to now having no place to go to work Nothing to occupy their time or worry. Imagine the hardship he or she may be dealing with. Excuse me, guys. Right now. But what I want all of you, all of us to understand that during these times of hardship, we can come together. We can be more aware and more 
and put more of a conscious effort to be compassionate, patient with one another, understanding and helpful, caring. Those that may be struggling with mental health concerns right now, you are not alone. I want you to know God is our refuge. In Psalms 46 verses 1 through 3, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away or give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. See, the Lord is our refuge for the oppressed and a stronghold in times of trouble. Psalms 9, 9, 10. There is help. There is love. There is a community behind you, behind us, that will help us get through. Cast all of your anxiety unto the Lord. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We care for you. We care for each other. A few nights ago, <clears throat> my family and I, we were sitting around the living room and suddenly my breathing began to become hardened. I mean, I was gasping for air and it seemed like it was becoming a little bit more uncontrollable. And so our daughter, she didn't notice a thing, thank goodness, and So she went off to take her shower for the evening. But as this was happening, because it happened so fast, it seemed like it happened so fast, but at the same time, it took forever. And it was just one of those moments, just trapped in time. And I looked at my husband and I nodded to him and I whispered, I'm catching a panic attack. So I got up, I started pacing in the living room, then I came back to the living room, and then my hands and my legs began to tingle. And they started to get weak and they started to numb them, numb, started to get numb as it did before when I experienced my first panic attack that sent me to the ER a few years ago. And as my breathing became more difficult, less controlled, my husband, my husband began to count to 10 slowly and told me to count with him. So I regained, I regained myself, I regained my self-control. And so, um, I was able to cope through with the help of my husband. And I say all this to say this. Mental health is like a loss of control. It's like driving and suddenly you have no control over the car anymore. So you lose yourself. I mean, you lose your thoughts, your ability to understand what is happening around you at times. But let me tell you what the Lord says. In Isaiah 41, 10, he says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See, he is always in control. When your days look hopeless, when your nights are desperate for peace, he is in control. Fear is the number one weapon the enemy uses to defeat us, to take control over us, to use in pushing us to the edge we have to be conscious and bring more love 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 clearly states there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear 
because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We have to stick together and be aware that mental pain, mental hurt, mental health is real. There are people dealing with situations from 20, 30 years ago. Now is the time for you to find your healing. You know, it's so crazy and I tie all this in together because when we think about it, one in every four divorce, divorces occur during retirement ages. And this is when people over the age of 50 and they're recently retired. So now they're spending more time together. This is called the great divorces. And when we think about it at this time, we're forced to live together. We're forced to to stop and, and deal with, and I hate to say deal, but we're forced to recognize each other, our flaws, um, our, our little nitpicking little traits that we may have. We're really forced to do this. And this is why I tie this in. You know, it's when most spouses doing the great divorces, they have to stop with the hustle and bustle of life. And they are forced to see the real person staring in front of them. And that's just like what we're doing now. So most haven't been conscious enough or aware of the mental health concerns that the other may have dealt with or are dealing with. And real coping and real understanding and real compassion has never been an option because it was our fear that drove us to ignore these issues and to continue to work past them. And right now, we don't have that option. We have to now apply or make the conscious effort to apply real coping, real understanding, real compassion, real love. I mean, when you think about it, most people are on age or on edge. Most people are dealing with demons or emotional or mental battles. And it's trickling over into relationships. And now the closest person to you is getting the most wrath. And we see this a lot in the domestic violence cases that are increasing during this time. And it's very unfortunate, very unfortunate. I feel like those with those issues, those with mental concerns, everyone deserves a chance to get help and to get healing. And it's so important that we recognize that within ourselves first, and then we become more um, aware and conscious of others and what they may be dealing with and become more compassionate. And I even have my next um, next week's um, message is entitled when the village fails a child and it will incorporate some of those dynamics that I'm talking about in regards to um, now. So I want you to take this time to understand if you see your spouse or any family member, your child or, you know, uh, you may be taking care of um 
an elderly, you have to understand and be more mindful if they become a little bit more agitated or they need to continue to either read more or spend most of their time outside and not with you or allow them to do that with grace and understanding. They may be trying to cope just like you may be trying to cope. And mental health concerns are not always chronic and they're not always diagnosed. To be honest, you may have a temporary epic episode or or something that fades away undetected by anyone else. It's possible. But it is still important that you understand that there is help and that you understand what's happening to you at that moment and that you take the proper steps to um cope positively and incorporate those positive coping skills and know that they are at your disposal even during our temporary you know lapses or our temporary episodes we still want others to be compassionate right and we want them to be thoughtful and have a little bit more mercy and we want them to show a little bit more love and we want others to be aware and conscious of your delicate state and your feelings you may be having a small meltdown because it was just a long day at work and you want to just cry that's a temporary that's a mental emotional breakdown and it's okay but you have to understand what's happening and you have to embrace it and you have to dissect that and go through that you know positively and know that there's hope on the other side of that and a lot of times you have majority of people that can get through that but then we have to be more aware and conscious that there are a lot of people that doesn't have the skills and doesn't have the ability or the control to get through those small moments and so what I'm saying is even whenever you are in your delicate state and have those delicate feelings, you want others to understand and be more compassionate. So we have to do the same, especially during this pandemic. I mean, I may not experience another panic attack for another few years. I mean, or I may experience another one tomorrow, but what I do know is I can survive. And now that my husband has been made aware and my family is more conscious and understanding because the first thing I I got a call from one of my good friends and I got, you know, a few of my peppermints called, checked, and my dad called early in the morning the next morning checking because he was right there the first time it happened. And it was scary for everyone, but they are more aware the possibility of this so we come together and they let me know that I can defeat these moments or any of those moments with their love and support and vice versa just as we all need to support one another during these times we need to do it with love with support with an intentional awareness a conscience effort A few helpful things for anyone struggling during these difficult times with their mental health concerns. One, immediately call your doctor. Educate yourself and advise advise your loved ones to educate themselves as well. Sit down, have a conversation, be open. Do not be afraid. You can also call your insurance department and ask for a list of telemed services that's under your provider any therapist they are ready and available to help you through this crisis 
um, call a supportive hotline. There, there are many that are 24-7 operated. Do not be ashamed or afraid to ask for help. I cannot stress that enough. Find a positive and productive hobby or a project around your home. Gardening, that's um, one of the most therapeutic um, forms of, you know, not just literally but figuratively to understand that you can see and you are in control of, of growing something and you can metaphorically become what you are growing and and see how beautiful it is when you're nurturing yourself in essence any diy projects reading there's so many amazing book clubs um one of my peppermints miss miss shamir murphy she has a, a a book club that she started we also have um um a woman's uh woman's perspective book, book club the virtual one get involved i mean read more writing, painting. You may not know how to paint at all, but go out there and experience something, something positive, something productive that you at this moment feel that you have control over. Ask for prayers and support from church families or any church family, or even if you're on Facebook or social media, ask for those, those support um, families to, to pray for you. And you do not have to belong to a particular church to request prayer. Not at all. You can go on many church sites and there is usually a place where you can request for prayer. Put it out there. Put those spiritual vibes out there and allow others to pray for you and around you. And do not do this alone or hold it in. Oh my goodness. I repeat, do not do this alone. Or hold it in. That's the worst thing that you can do. There is no shame at all. My panic attack, I have no shame in that. I don't know the cause of it, but it could be underlining unconscious issues that I may not be aware of that I need to now become more aware of in my life. A lot of times God will allow certain things to happen so you can become conscious and you can become aware of deep rooted issues or or things that are that are pressing on your peace and he will shadow I mean he will shake up some things and rattle some things for you to have these layers to to unpeel and so you can discover like okay why is this happening you know but lastly but first and foremost pray to God and allow him to be in control this I put it last because a lot of times mentally we remember the very last thing that we you know um write or read or hear but it's the first thing first and foremost pray to God and allow him to be in control allow him to heal you it's possible through his stripes we are healed now for the supporters for our community for our family for our friends these are the things that you can do be compassionate be gentle but be stern um you have to make sure that you are a routine be routine for them they need consistency right now be thoughtful pick up the phone text 
they might tell you, oh, I want to be alone um, during these times. Well, we have to be alone physically, but not virtually or not through text, not through email. Send a, I have a great friend, Miss Ann Harris, that lives in Houston. She's like an amazing, you know, um, mom, friend to me. Um, and every single morning, literally, I cannot tell you, she does not miss a beat. And if it's not every morning, I will get it sometime before noon. This beautiful lady sends me a good morning text of some type of inspiration every single morning. Be thoughtful. This goes a long way. Be mindful. Be mindful. Be mindful of what's happening right now and educate yourself. Help create a goal list for them and participate with them. Find projects together, grow together, focus on those positive things because the more time you spend with someone and the more you become an edge and some of those mental concerns start to take place, it's going to be hard to navigate through that debris and to see positivity but if you continue to do things together that are positive it'll bring those happy feelings it's it's even mentally proven so do these things um together and then praise them praise each other okay last but not least be aware be conscious Okay, this has taken place. We have to be conscious. We have to be aware. We have to be present. I saw on Facebook, and I'm going to read um, this particular um, message, and I thought that it was so befitting. And I was like, oh, I, I can, you know, add this to my message. Um, because whoever wrote this, kudos to them. I just love, love the message that they that they sent out. And it quotes... I've seen a lot of nasty posts in regards to people making non-essential trips. Did you ever think maybe that guy buying a gallon of paint knows he must keep busy because idle hands in the past has caused him to relapse and pick up the case of beer? So he's using this time to do home improvements, something that keeps his mind busy while feeling a sense of accomplishment, trying to avoid painful triggers while possibly alone. Or maybe that lady buying bags of soil and seeds has struggled with depression and suicide. How do you know that planting and watching something beautiful grow during this time of darkness isn't essential to her and holding on to what little hope she might still have? We need to remember that it is impossible to know just by looking at a situation from our small lenses what someone is truly going through or where their mental health is at. Everyone handles chaos and healing through different means. And I know we are all on edge, but please stop being so judgmental of others. Mental health is number one. Hashtag. I thought this was such a beautiful message because we have to think about this. We have to think about all the essential help, all the essential workers as well, the mental health crisis that they may be experiencing and have to get up every single day and fight that mental anguish and still perform. We have to cover this world in prayer. We have to be more compassionate. We have to be more understanding. We have to tackle this with love. We have to understand that this pandemic is taking more than our lives. It is taking over our mental health. 
It will be a wound that will take time to heal from and a scar that is left behind, a long-lasting scar. But we will remain conscious, especially during this resurrection week. As Jesus told Thomas in John chapter 20, verse 27, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and stop believing and start believing. Jesus could have resurrected and risen with a new body. He could have, you know, come in completely transformed without the reminder of his painful death for us. But Jesus wanted us to remember he died for us. Let us all remain conscious during these times that no matter what scars we may have from the affliction of life, we survived because of his sacrifice. We can survive this. We have to remain conscious. So I'm going to move on to poetry time. I really hope that this message resonated with you. It's very dear. It's very needed. Um, let's talk about it. Let's let's And I wrote this one. I know it's entitled Conscious, and that's the title of the um, episode. But this one is entitled, um, I mean, spelled C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. And I wrote it a while ago, so I hope that you enjoyed. It's still befitting, and it all goes together. So if we, <coughs> sorry, if we as human beings with a conscious behave like we had an audience watching our every move and decisions we would be more transparent and accepting of our faults and the secrets of this world wouldn't create so much darkness and chaos in our individual souls but we tend to have selective memory but you don't hear me though there are eyes that never sleep and just when you think you can get away with it he interrupts your conscience causing the need to be vague and denying of the very same things that led you to this darkness and forgetfulness of our real audience in the first place So you fall back to sleep. When you find yourself in darkness, struggling with the idea of giving your all, the devil speaks. It's not meant for you at all. Because your purpose should come so easy like Sunday morning. So you think. Speaking of Sunday mornings, how many of you go to hear the word? Don't raise your hand all at once. But do do you mind if I speak on a little something, something just this once? Sunday morning. Let's get into your conscience for a moment. We've all heard the excuses. Quote unquote, church is too boring. Church is way too long. Them church folks are hypocrites and sing the same old song. I got my connection with him. I don't need them. I don't need religion to make my day. I read my Bible and I worship him in my own kind of way. Hmm. See, reading the word is wonderful and that's one thing. But what if the Holy Spirit needs to get to you through using what someone else has to bring or has to say? We ignore that conscious sometimes. Don't lie. I've done it and stayed ignorant for quite a while. What if your spiritual connection needs connecting and where two or more are gathered? He says, I'll be in your presence. You're not hearing me. We're so self-conscious that we forget to remain conscious because we've been knocked unconscious from the sucker punch of this on-screen fairy tale called a life. We ignore that fellowship 
brings love. And it's not about being around those that need fixing and trying to become the ones trying to fix the faults in others. At the same time, tuning out the fact that we are being judgmental. Now, who's being hypocritical? We all need someone because the fault in our stars are in actuality an alignment of blessings that we will one day receive if we just stop undressing everyone else's clothing of sin and start looking within. You're still not hearing me. Nothing worth a sacrifice is easy breezy, but trials and tribulations are not meant to detour you, but to enhance the faith and hope found in you when the devil told you no. And for you to wake up from this dream of life that you think you already know. You're dead in this world, can't you see? You were born into a dream and your soul is just waiting to be free. The Holy Spirit is your conscious screaming and reminder inside. He died for you and me. He sacrificed his life for people that's hard to love. People that don't see past the devil traps trying to keep you from striving above sin. When we fellowship and become aligned with others to help us serve our purpose, the devil brings what we call turbulence. But we have been equipped with the engineering tools designed by the one and only, giving us a model on how to love unconditionally and keeping us from being lonely. But some of us choose to push love and people away anyway, not listening to what Psalms what Song of Solomon chapter 8 verse 7 has to say, quote unquote, many waters cannot quench love, rivers cannot wash it away. See, if you are so defined in the search of being loved, you will miss the goodness of giving it. And your conscience would never awake your desire to live in a way knowing that your audience never sleeps and his love will always win. And when it is truly time for you to wake up from this worldly life, you'll understand how all along you've been dreaming and your conscience has been the, old, the Holy Spirit trying to lead you to eternal life. So listen to your conscience. And I'm snapping and I'm snapping. So I really hope that that poem is pretty cool and that you like it. I enjoyed writing it. I was really um, struck with the Holy Spirit when I when I wrote that one. So um, as all my poems, very near and dear to me. So I'm going to move on to the book recommendation and I have a pretty good one this one is a little bit longer um but it's still a wonderful read and it still can be a very quick read for a lot of people because it's only 126 pages and it says the typical time to read um this one is about an hour or so it's entitled he that healed thee it's by Christine Brooks Martin. And the synopsis on this one reads, He that healed thee is filled with scriptural-based affirmation. These, prayer address, these prayers address the emotions one experiences while processing the transition from brokenness to healing, wholeness, and well-being. Speaking affirmations will help you build your trust faith, and confidence in the promises found in the word of God. In the midst of any circumstance, his comfort, peace, and blessings are available to those who ask of him. 
uncertainties in the human experience brings many challenges. One moment, one word, one decision, a crisis or tragedy can turn an otherwise ideal life upside down. You could have health issues, the loss of a loved one, financial relationship and lifestyle changes, or many other circumstances demand that you acknowledge and process a, a myriad of emotions. True comfort and peace in the heart and mind comes from a relationship with God and through prayer. The scriptures declare that the Holy Spirit is our comforter, helper, and teacher who enables us to pray as we ought. These prayers of confirmation will enable you to, one, change what you think, say, and do in any circumstance, to increase your faith and trust in God, to rebuild self-esteem, Enjoy more peace and blessings in your life. Build healthy and stable relationship with family, friends, and coworkers. <clears throat> and experience emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual healing, wholeness, and well-being. So, <clears throat> check out that, that book. It has um, amazing affirmations in it. I have it handy. Especially during this time. Especially during this pandemic. And especially... Excuse me, during this time of becoming conscious. So, thanks again for having your coffee in Christ with me this morning. I love all of you. <clears throat> Take this time to love one another, love your family, love yourself, and become conscious that He lives in us. Stay blessed. <clears throat> I need you. You need me. We need each other. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Ciao, guys.